0: I did bring my books with me, I don't know whether I needed them or not, but they they just follow me around. I
1: mean, <laughs> that's the most prepared I think anyone's been oh, is <laughs> for, well, I talking yeah. in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot, I guess, that we can cover. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you think you're ready?
0: Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, um... that
1: makes it sound, sound dreadfully <laughs> <No>. impending. <Yeah.
0: laughs> to you know, a concrete podcast Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much for inviting me on it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's good uh, for anyone listening I've got Ron Booth with me and I want to call you a poet.
0: Well poet creative writer yeah. Yeah
1: because I, I know you're I mean, obviously you're more I see, I've never seen you perform poetry. No. But I know you're. you've got a heavy hand in organising things.
0: Yeah, well, I belong Within to Lincoln. the Collective Outspoken, yeah. uh, which uh, someone you know quite close, Charlotte Greenlee, she's involved with that as well. Yeah.
1: How did you get involved with Outspoken?
0: Right. Perhaps I ought to go back a little bit to, so that it will give you a bit of a history uh-huh. and then we'll come to present day in the poetry scene in Lincoln. Okay.
1: How did, you, how did you get started?
0: Well, I got started in 2014 by joining Lincoln Creative Writers Group. Okay. That's run by a guy called Steve Court, mm-hmm. who is a, 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 a teacher, he's an actor, he's a playwright, and he's also involved with Lincoln Inspired. But at that time, I had taken voluntary redundancy mm-hmm. to look after my wife, who's in the very late stages with MS. Okay. That was in 2011. By 2014, I found myself uh, with depression. Mm-hmm. And in March of 2014, two things happened. Uh, I came across a mindfulness coach on Facebook who lived in Australia. Okay. And I got involved in that, and that did actually help me quite a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, as he was teaching me all this stuff about meditating and working on things, about letting things go, yeah, uh, he also suggested I go out and do something because I'd been in this bubble of just looking after somebody who wasn't well. So I looked on Facebook and stumbled across Lincoln Creative Writers Mm -hmm. and I went up in the attic, I thought I'd look for some old books. Uh, I had loads of poetry books that I'd already bought but when I lifted them out there was some journals in the bottom and there was poems in there I'd written. And when you haven't seen something for probably about 30 years, I thought, did I write that? Uh, And there was a few that appeared to be unfinished. So I decided to finish them. And you know, when you was younger and probably your mum chucked out an old pair of shoes or an old jacket that you always put on, and no matter how raggy it was, it was really comfortable. When I started doing that, that's how it felt. Yeah, it felt so comfortable. Yeah. So I went along to Lincoln Creative Writers. It was a a free event. They run it on the third Sunday of every month mm-hmm. at the Victoria Pub, uh, two till five. And I thought it was going to be a load of arty party people. <laughs> They're going to look down their nose at me. I've got yeah. no MAs and no yeah. qualifications. But they were the most welcoming people you could come across. Yeah. And so I I took part in that day's um, exercises and I was amazed what was drawn out of me. Hmm. The exercise that day was to um, name a, a rock band that right. you'd invented, then name the album, then put tracks down of the album, then give a synopsis of about the, each member of the band. Yeah. And then choose one of the tracks and write a song about it or a yeah. poem, whatever you wanted. And because I had uh, previously, the year before, had my grandson living with me mm. who has Asperger's. Right. And he wasn't getting on very well at home yeah. with his mom, so And he'd been in trouble. So I agreed that he could come and live with me because uh, I'm at home all the time. Yeah. But a lot of this dark stuff came out because... Learning about someone on Asperger's and only seeing them uh, every few months, Yeah. but when you're 24/7, and it was a roller coaster ride. And cut a very long story short, he ended up with suicidal thoughts, got arrested at my house, mm. and then sectioned. He's doing really well now. Though. Yeah, uh, he'll be soon back out in the community. But all of this stuff yeah. came out in my writing. And I named the band, actually it was some heavy metal flesh band. <laughs> I can't remember the name I chose, but it was really dark. And for some reason, I chose the fact that they'd gone to Bulgaria.
1: Right.
0: In the story, gave. And each person in the band had met on this ghost tour okay. of doing these different castles and houses in Bulgaria. Uh, but they all had something tragic. that had happened in their life.
1: Which brought them together. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: so when I came to the bit to write the poem and then the story behind the poem, I imagined that they got famous. This guy was the lead singer, whose girlfriend had uh, committed suicide in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, And he'd gone back there, and he was actually staying in the room where she committed suicide.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had this tune that I named Dance With Me. Okay. And it was all about him on his dark moments imagining that she was there and dancing with her because of their love but that was there at Lincoln Creative Writers and I had a great time I also discovered that writers and poets can't half drink (laughs) 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 that does seem to be
1: (laughs) one of those things that every time you attend an event you're like there's a lot of booze going (laughs) on I
0: don't quite know what it is but everyone seems to be
1: Pretty, pretty far
0: gone. (laughs) They're all great people, but the thing was that the three. I remember it, vivid as day. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning. The next day, I woke up and I, you know, I have thoughts and words running through your head. Yeah. And I just had to get up and I went into the lounge, and I got my pen, and I've only ever written two other poems since like that, where I didn't have to edit it. It just just went came straight out on the us. page. Yeah. But what it was, I had the basic story of what I've just told you, mm-hmm. but obviously what came out with my grandson, uh, of him having suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and I'd asked him on one day, what's going on in there? And he, he said, oh, I'm not sure if I should tell you. I said, no, tell me. I said, we've always talked together. Yeah. So he said, I don't want you to think I'm mad, but I hear a voice. Yeah but during the conversation it it wasn't a voice it was like we all do with our conscience tell, yeah so what it seemed that came out onto the page was i interpreted it as being death taunting him to take his own life okay
1: yeah
0: and so i ended up with this poem that was quite lyrical and I, it also had a chorus to it yeah and it was about death just taunting someone to do the deed And then when I had the courage to perform it... Yeah. A lot of people said, yeah, I like it, but why did you actually have to have them take their life at the end? I said, because it happens. Yeah. He didn't, as it happens. He got sectioned, and that was a big help for him, really, now. (laughs) But that really is the story behind that. And then from there... Yep. Steve Court, who was running the Lincoln Creative Writers, mm. had, already, uh, had also taken over from someone called Lyndon Green, okay. who set up uh, a spoken word night at the Jolly Brewer. OK, yeah. Uh, but they were moving on to Cambridge, so Steve Court took it Just over, took that, yeah, compares yeah. it and runs it. And at that time, apart from a few odd poetry groups in and around Lincoln yeah. that would meet... Not particularly do anything, they would cheer poems, but it was the only platform for people just to go get up in front of a mic and, and see in. where it went. So I started March 2014 at Lincoln Creative Writers by September 2014 I was doing spoken word <laughs> and I got bitten by the bug to be yeah. honest. It's it been a bit of a roller coaster, so, just yeah, running
1: into it, yeah.
0: And then in well, I kept asking people then. There's lots of events going on up and down the country. Would you yeah. like to travel to some of them? Because I'd looked at some of the videos, mm-hmm. and what I saw was amazing. You yeah. know, I wanted to experience it. None of them seemed keen. Right. In January 2015, uh, Gemma Baker joined the writers' group. Mm-hmm very quiet-spoken. She was then, not like the very... I was just thinking, quiet-spoken is
1: not something I'd associate
0: (laughs) with No, on the first day there, when we were doing the exercises, and in between, they were saying, right, now it's your turn to read round the table. She went, gulp, I've got to read. But anyway, we got got on so well. She's one of those people you can get on well with. And we discussed in the bar that time about Spoken word. Mm. So I'd asked all these people if they wanted to go. Nobody did. Yeah. She was up for it. So we went several times every month yeah. to spoken word events. Was absolutely amazed at the standard that was there.
1: Yeah.
0: The Jolly Brew was good, great, but seeing all this stuff, it was like you're, you're elevated to another level. Yeah. And so that carried on, and we kept doing bit and people. Kept saying, Oh, we can see a difference in your performance and your writing. Yeah. And then by October 2015, I'm always looking for theatre events. I like to go to the theatre. But I discovered at the Cast Theatre at uh, Doncaster, mm. which at that time was newly opened, that they had a, a, an event on called um, the People's Republic of Poetry. by a a collective called Firma Poets, and they'd been doing a national tour. And it also said a a free two-hour workshop of spoken word. So I said to the gentleman, would you like to go? It's in the daytime. It means for the workshop we've got to be there for three in the afternoon. And the evening thing didn't start till seven. So we went along, uh, we went to the workshop, walked in there and thought, not many people here. expected <laughs> more people to take it up. Yeah. And I said, oh no, we limit limited to nine wow. uh, because you're taking part in tonight's show. You know? So it was in one of the studio rooms that yeah. held 50 people. It was sold out. Yeah. And so in the workshop, we brought our words with us. They said, choose one piece, Mm. and we'll run through it first time, give you a bit of constructive critique, then go for a break, then come back and do it again and see if you've picked up on what we've asked you to do. Uh, We did that. It was really great. We felt, you know how you get a buzz about something? Mm -hmm. And then they did the first half of the show, and then the first half of the second part, was all nine of us sat on stage getting up to do our piece. But I don't know, it was just like somebody sprinkled fairy dust and you felt elevated to do it. You didn't want to disappoint the people who had been tutoring you. And everybody in that group just did a fantastic job. So we did that. And then in the car, and Gemma and I talked about we need something like this in Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Cut a long story short, by December uh, of... Uh, November, December of, uh, of that year, uh, Mouthpiece Poets was formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that built up to collective about 12 or 13. And then we got events that were running at the Drill Hall. Mm-hmm. And we're really great. Yeah. You know, it all went really well. Uh, unfortunately there are some people with any group who uh, a bit toxic is the only word I can use. Yeah. And it got a bit too much for Gemma. Yeah. And so she decided step to, away from to, to yeah. step away from it and to take the sights down and everything we had. So a lot, a lot of people was a, a little bit dismayed by it. At that time, for me personally... My wife was um, in the hospital. It mm. was in February of... Uh, uh, yeah, it got disbanded round about October 2015. Yeah. And uh, and then um, we formed the collective called Outspoken. Mm. We all had a meeting and we thought we didn't want it to end. Yeah. It's one of those things, one door closes, another one opens. So. Yeah. We kept together, formed the group called Outspoken Poets, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had a meeting about it. Everybody came up with ideas, thought try and get ev- events up and running as quickly as we can. Yeah. Uh, but with the lesson that we learned with Mouthpiece, the proviso that we all agreed with was whoever goes and sets the event up, there's no tampering or interfering from anybody else. Yeah. If it succeeds or it fails, it's down to that it's person. It's their,
1: their event and, yeah. yeah, their responsibility.
0: So we was allowed to do that. And then there was myself, Nathan Dean mm-hmm. and Charlie Gualtieri. Yeah. Uh, we all thought about different events. Charlie wanted to do a jazz event.
1: Right.
0: Uh, but at that time she was studying at the uni, so had a lot of work on. So it took a few months before she got that going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan uh, formed a thing called Scratchy Pens mm-hmm. which was like a philosophy style cafe All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, what it involved was the first hour it would be a guest poet yeah. they would do for that hour of their poetry but in between each poem people could if you like <laughs> give their critique on it or, you know what's the meaning behind that or yeah. don't you think that that line should be dropped, and that yeah, you know, some I, people I, are, are good yeah. taking critique. But it was interesting. I went yeah. to everyone. It was a monthly event. Then Nathan got let down with the venue. He had it at. Mm-hmm. It took him a time, a month or two to get another venue, which ended up being Coffee Roma. Mm-hmm. Did two there, uh, which we thought were going well. We got yeah. on, on average, you got about. You know, I think the most would be 30 people he'd had. Uh, but you would have thought for a small place like that... Yeah, I mean, would have 30 been people good.
1: in Café Roma, that's quite a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> but, so he, he didn't think he was pulling in enough money to make it worth opening late in the yeah, evening. Yeah. So then Nathan had to fold that. Mm. He then tried to get something off with... Um, oh, yeah. Is it Madame Waffle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that didn't work. And then he has one now at the crafty bottle at the straight. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but I think unfortunately, because of the time lapse in between, you know you know you know how you gain an audience. Yeah, and it's easy to lose them when you've lost the momentum.
1: It's always hard to keep yeah. the audience kind of yeah when you're between projects, especially yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and so I mean, there was lots of good bits in it, uh, but unfortunately, I don't know when he's running the next one because the last one got cancelled. But yeah. you know, fingers crossed, he'll get up and run into.
1: I mean, I, th- like. I always find it's, it's it's quite difficult with like we saying, when you have like a collective going. Yeah. Of. Especially when you bring collect, a collective of creative types together mm-hmm. who are not necessarily volatile people, but quite emotional people, quite, mm-hmm. quite part, interested in succeeding, but in their own worth. So yeah. when it's always such a struggle when you try and organize something between a group of them, yeah. which you wouldn't necessarily experience if it was just like a standard event of like, oh, we're arranging a party. It's like, no, this is a creative event. Mm-hmm. So suddenly everyone's quite personally involved yeah. and they, they take things quite to heart when putting an event like that together, so it's always nice to see when there is repeat like events going on, and yeah. because you're like, oh yeah, they're working together, they've yeah. figured it out, figured out how to get that balance yeah. between each other, yeah. and and bring something to life.
0: Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you know I mean, I loved all the people doing it because we had ages that range from uh, uh, what one of our youngest members at that time was 14, mm-hmm. and then obviously we go on to people like myself who's a bit <laughs> weather worn with life and everything uh, but I went and I went to the birdcage cage. Yep. I thought looking for somewhere central I, I didn't want to use one of the main pubs mm-hmm. I thought I'd like to support independent people walked in there met uh, Rachel the landlady mm-hmm. proposed mm-hmm. it to her and uh, she kind of thought spoken I'm not sure how that works <laughs> but she said I'll give it a go yeah and her chef at that time he'd he like finished for the evening with his chef and yeah. he came out and he had the conversation spoken word I can't see that working <laughs> you know? so we agreed and she mentioned it to her husband who yeah. they run the pub together and because they'd only owned it at that time for nearly a year, yeah. They were willing to try different events. Yeah. So that was uh, in the March and then by and we agreed well they wanted me to have a Tuesday or a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I know from previous things Monday and Tuesday is death. Yeah. <laughs> for anything Monday you Monday and to Tuesday in Lincoln do yeah.
1: not succeed in anything. So way.
0: they said they had all the events on. They said the only thing that we have got on, because uh, they wanted the Fridays and that clear, yeah. Yeah. and the Thursdays sometimes, so I, s- I said, OK, the Wednesday. They said, well, as it happens, it's a curry night anyway. Yeah. So I thought, great, we can get yep. food. A <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> uh, So did the advertising, got yeah. the logo together... Mm-hmm. Uh, My son who works for a computer software company, I gave him this rough image that I'd come across on Google Images and it was a revolutionary fist with a microphone in the hand. Mm -hmm. I thought perfect, outspoken and everything like that, power to the people. Uh, So he worked on it and came up with a poster for it and we used that poster and put the dates on the birdcage. Then did the first event invite through Facebook. Yeah. It seemed to be getting a lot of interest. So is, but
1: is your audience kind of grown through word of mouth more than anything else? Yeah, I've never yeah.
0: advertised with yeah. flyers and that. I think in today's day and age, apart from a few selective posters in places, yeah. flyers are a waste of time because yeah. people would bin them. Yeah. So did the event invitation. And as everybody mm-hmm. in outspoken I'm sure Charlotte will be able to tell you, that every time I meet somebody new, I can't help but at some point in the conversation, oh, by the way, I run in a slip Yeah.
1: I mean, I was thinking, I've met you a few times, and I think every time you've met me, you've mentioned it. <laughs> but that's good. That's, that's, yeah. that's solid, consistent advertising, just gradually.
0: But, but then I thought, I've been to other events, and I wanted to make it a, a bit of a mixture. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some events do all spoken words, some events mix it up with a bit of music and that. Yeah. So I opened it up to everybody. Uh, spoken word poetry, mm-hmm. writers of flash fiction, comedians, acoustic music. Yeah. And I've even told people I'd have a juggler if they turned <laughs> up. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it gets. Yeah. Uh, but on the first night, I got fortunate to get a guy called Dray his real name is Umar Haq, okay. and he lives down south near London. Right. But we met this character at one of the slams, because by that time, Jemma had set up uh, the against the Grain oh, yeah. slam, yeah. which at that time was at the Joiners Arms. Mm-hmm. Met this colourful character, Zera. When he saw the event invite go up, he said, Oh, could I come and, you know, be the guest slot? So a light went on in my head. the never thought of a guest <laughs> slot. Yeah, you know. just bring someone Yeah, in. so yeah, I could yeah. promote that, promote yeah. him. There was a lot of people who had seen him at different yeah. events. But the one thing he was good at on Facebook was promoting everything. <laughs> yeah. So I said, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do it. And uh, we came to the first night and we had no funds. Yeah. They were letting us try it out. So I thought, if I can get people to donate raffle prizes, yeah. you know, four prizes, pound a strip, and that will help to bring money in every mo- mo- month for uh, outspoken. Yeah. So we did that. There the first night, setting up, testing the mic, we had 70 people turn up. I was just yeah. blown away. But uh, I was elated, but at the same time, this is setting me up for a big fall. Yeah. Because they've come out of curiosity. And, and you then,
1: feel like you pop, can't repeat that yeah. each week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, it was very successful. Dresir was fantastic in his, uh, in his own way. Uh, he, he, he does uh, uh, wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. So he came in his... Uh, Restless, weird, type thing, Uh, and and flashing shoes. Of course. (laughs) So I think for people that went away,
1: yeah,
0: that everything the good vibe because when you get a big audience, you get a buzz, and the fact of when he was on and he was so different, people talked about it. Yeah. So when it came to the following month, figures were down a bit, but it was around about thirty five. Yeah. And then over the next few months, it levelled off round about 35-ish, 40-ish. And then as it got to round about September again, figures went up. Uh, by September, I said to Chris, the landlord of the birdcage, I've been having special guests every month. They've been doing it as a favour for me and I'm running out of special guests. Yeah. So we negotiated a sum of money that I could pay somebody to do a 30-minute spot, which was great for us because we still get the raffle money. Uh, and that's where it's gone from today. And Christmas time, well, November was fantastic. We had a, a special because I could elevate it then to get other people in. Yeah. And you had a guy called Frizz Frizzle who's known as the song ruiner. <laughs> okay. And we, we had nearly 70 people in there. Because yeah. when we do a count, it's a rough count. Yeah, yeah. But he brought the house down and he had his own followers who were Twittering it. Yeah. And people said, yeah, I'm sad here, my eyes out. <laughs> uh, and then we had a few more. And then I discovered this girl who came to the Jolly Brewers Spoken Word, mm-hmm. which is on the last Thursday of every month. Oh, no, I'd, I'd actually met her at Richard Daniels' event. Oh, correct. She used to be out the snout. Yeah, yeah. Never seen her before. Right. She only did the one poem, which was quite lengthy. But you could tell straight away the quality of the writing,
1: yeah,
0: but she also performed it. And claimed she'd never been in front of a microphone. Yeah. Now, I can't help that when I meet somebody like that, I have to go and talk to them. I have to tell them about what we're doing. And I'd like you to be able to join our group, but yeah. we'd, we'd have to put it out as a vote and things like that. But she did get inducted into the group. And then I discovered that she sang Right. Uh, she was trained in opera. She's very petite. Uh, her name is Faye Elizabeth. Okay. She's studying at the Bishop Grosset yeah. uh, College, uh, English. Yeah. But when she was younger, she would also performed in the West End in the uh, original production of um, Sound of Music. All right. So I thought, right. Yeah. So I said, to come to the open... Oh, no, I said, well, if you've done all that and I've seen what you've done with your poetry and I can't believe that you haven't been in front of a microphone yeah. before, why not come and do a bit of singing? Yeah. I said, I can pay you even, you know. And she was very humble. She said, no, you haven't seen me do anything yet. <laughs> she said, I'll come along to two of your open mics yeah. and I'll do a little bit. <coughs> And uh, she did, and she brought the house down. Everybody Mm. was just blown away. So when she came the second time, I'd only briefly mentioned to her about being the guest in December, Mm. uh, because she said, oh, I can do Christmas songs as well. But we hadn't confirmed it. But she brought her parents with her on the second one. And after she'd performed, and I said watch out for that girl because she's (laughs) going to be a big name sometime. But I said, also, you can see her again. She's a special (laughs) guest here in December. (laughs) So the deal was kind of done with that. Uh, Her parents were really proud of her. I think she's only around about 22. I don't actually know her age. But, yeah, very humble and very talented. And uh, it's awesome to meet people like that and get them involved because when I joined Lincoln Creative Writers and then the spoken word, mm. who Steve Court runs, he's always just wanted to inspire people, you yeah. know. And so that's where we are today. So. And tomorrow is the first Wednesday of the month, which yeah. is when Uncaged is on. Mm. Starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, it relies on who turns up for the open mic. Yep. But we do have a special guest and it happens to be Steve Court this month, uh-huh. because it's our first anniversary. We've been uh-huh. going, yeah, so it's party time. I mean,
1: by the time this comes out, it'll pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Well, I of course, you that. know, happy anniversary. Yeah,
0: but people <laughs> yeah. will have heard the word cage, yeah. and hopefully yeah. there'll be a big yeah. buzz about that night, because the first time yeah. that I had the event there, as I mentioned earlier, it was yeah. Curry night. Yeah. There was a group of... Transgender people, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't—they gone there for the curry. Apparently, yeah. they go there because it's a welcoming place. Yeah. yeah. And one of them, Miranda, said, Well, oh, what's going on here tonight?" So I explained it. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But then, for successive months, they kept coming back. Yeah. Bringing a few of their friends with them, and then you know how you are in between the break. You yeah. start talking. I said, "Do you write at all?" and they hesitated. I said you're a closet writer, I can tell.
1: Did Miranda perform at Witter? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Uh,
0: Very reluctant, but then two months later, had written a short poem of what it was like to be a transgender person. Mm -hmm. By the time it came to Witter, the event you're on about, uh, she had enlarged the poem, uh, and her confidence had grown, and... I just felt so good that somebody had been inspired to do it, yep. written such a personal poem, but it brought the house down. Yeah. I mean, we have age ranges that go from people in their late 60s through to students, yeah. but everybody couldn't help but be affected by it. And I gave her a big hug, congratulated her. Yeah. And she was very kind at the Witter event because she. Sorry, Karen. All right. <laughs> Because she mentioned uh, my name, yeah, you know, and she uh, and how she got involved in doing that, yeah, and I was just proud to see her up there. That yeah. Gemma had come to three of our events at the back end of last year, yeah, had seen the quality of the performers we had there, yeah. and asked her to get involved. And now apparently, she's been asked to do a talk for the Women's Institute. All right, so. It just makes you feel glow from yeah. inside that you have been a part of that journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's, it's interesting to hear kind of talk about it as a, as a way of kind of inspiring people, because in a way, you've kind of come full circle from mm-hmm. where you started out, finding yeah. creative as a way of an expression and, and dealing with things. Yeah. And then, but then now you take other people and say, well, come, come do this and come join us in you know, the expression of everything. And yeah. I think that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I know. We really enjoy it. Yeah. And the thing now, when we have an overview mm-hmm. of from when Mouthpiece disbanded and then everything that's happened in between, yeah. what we've now got is a poetry scene that Lincoln didn't have with all these different events. Lincoln's
1: poetry scene in the last two years. I mean, I've been in Lincoln eight years now.
0: Yeah,
1: It just seems to have exploded. And I think I've said this to every person I do yeah. just out of nowhere, it yeah. just came suddenly these spoken word nights and now there's like <laughs> seven or eight different nights and you think, thinking, yeah. Where has everything come from? Where? it's like we've yeah. just been hiding.
0: Well, <laughs> I think I've given you a little bit of history yeah. where it's come from and now I'm just so pleased to have been part of it all, yeah. you know.
1: It's I mean, it's interesting me and you really, because obviously a lot of people have on quite young yeah. on podcast. And they're they're in a way they've been creative all their lives, they just kind of pick it up and run with it, mm-hmm. and, and they're in their 20s and 30s and and trying to make it as that. So, to yeah. me, you obviously picked up much later in life,
0: yeah. As I say, it came along with the mindfulness thing, yeah. And then I made friends with a life coach uh, in Mexico, of all places, she was Brazilian, yeah. Uh, but we got talking, and then she put me on WhatsApp. And, because uh, you see, we disturbed sleep because when you're looking after someone unwell, yeah. three o'clock in the morning is like nine o'clock at night. There. So it was handy just to Have message with to somebody. Yeah. And I was telling her everything that had gone off and everything. She then introduced me to an organisation called Hay House, mm-hmm. um, which I'd never heard of it, but a very large organisation. Yeah. The group that she added me to uh, was a secret group because of people sharing an awful lot of personal yeah. stuff. Yeah. First of all, I thought, what the hell is this? Because, you know, people talking about God and... Yeah. and uh, people do what they want. But I'd been to a Catholic school. Yeah. And if you like it, had done more to turn me away from that. Yeah. But then as I got to talking with the life coach and she introduced me to different, different bits and... She said, she talked about the books by Louise Hay, who formed Hay House, Mm -hmm. and also Dr. Wayne Dwyer. Again, I think his books and his videos became a big part of an inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. But she shared a a movie that's on YouTube. It's called The Shift. It's about a two hour movie. And it has Dr. Wayne Dwyer in it, but it also has a story of these three or four different couples yeah. and it revolves like that around that. And he starts off at the beginning and every morning he gets up. He wakes up and he says three times, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he doesn't necessarily believe in a God himself, yeah. but he, he is spiritual and he believes that there is something out there, yeah. uh, and mainly based around scientific fact, that everything in the universe vibrates at the same frequency. Yeah. And so he said, God is whatever you want to be. And he spent a long time studying all the major religions. Yeah. And so on his preamble in this movie, he was talking about everybody in life is born with a purpose. Okay. But with the society that we've created... We educate it out of you. And it is now up to you Mm -hmm. to reconnect with your purpose. Some people never do. Some people have something go on in their life. And like me, when I started that writing it felt so comfortable. It felt like me, you know. Yeah. Uh, And that's what it is. It's about everybody. Whatever it is you will know it when it's happened. And he talks about making the first step onto what they call the path you know how you get all these yes, things the yeah. journey yeah. and you you kind of should I go with this or not yeah. but I did and I watched the inspirational things and they said you can't see the path it only unfolds before you as you take each step okay. might not make much sense now but it will do as things as happen yeah. and I've had a lot of things I can never explain that is it coincidence, is it that, you know. Yeah. So, cut long story short, i followed that, and that's what I'm doing now.
1: So, with your, I mean, with your work, when you obviously writing, when you started writing, you, mm-hmm. you used it as a way of, of in a way, of venting. Yeah. Has that changed a lot now? Do you find your styles changed to what you write about now?
0: Yes, because in my book, I brought a book out in 2016 okay. called Eyes on Windows to the Soul. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier... I wrote a lot of personal stuff, some of it dark, some of it, you know, connected with the things I'd had with my grandson who has Asperger's. But also my own personal thing with looking after somebody really in the very late stages is not well and had a, a mini stroke which altered her thought processes, changed her personality. And you're not living with the same person, so a yeah. lot of that went in there. But then there was some nice happy stuff. Yeah. But once I'd written the book and got it all out of me, yeah, I started writing about happier things like hugs, yeah, uh, and smiles. Because my life coach in America, uh, Mexico, not America, uh, had been on these different seminar courses. Okay. And she said, "Oh, I did this exercise. We had to." all line up in somebody in front of the opposite sex, stare at them, and then describe how we were feeling. And she said, I couldn't do it. Yeah,
1: that's That's quite a vulnerable thing to have to do. Yeah,
0: I said, why? She said, because this person kept smiling. (laughs) And his (laughs) smile kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So when she told me that, I thought, how wonderful. The power of a smile. Yeah. So I wrote this short poem called Your Smile. And it was all about the power of a smile and how it can make people feel inside, whether it's a love for somebody or just as a friend or just, you know, a stranger in the street, you know. Uh, And I ended it in a positive way, you know, by basically saying, uh, whenever you're out, just smile at somebody. You never know what what it can do. Uh, And then hugs and... (laughs) And then Gemma and I, were travelling to all these different places still, and I got inspired by a painting that a friend had done. Okay. It was a a painting of a raven-haired lady Mm -hmm. uh, with, like, Grecian clothing on that was, like, Mm see-through. You know, that flimsy type clothing. Uh, She'd got a a fox's headdress on and was kind of dancing. Right. And I looked at that and at the same time I was messaging a friend on Facebook and flitting between Facebook and Messenger, took the image and messaged it to my friend, uh, Alexander Chambers, who is also a poet and writer and recently brought out her own collection of poems. And she said, I think that's quite erotic. I said, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> and I told her the first lines that came into my head.
1: Yeah.
0: And it went, uh, I call her the devil, because she makes me want to sin. And when she comes knocking, I can't help but let her in. She is darkness, she is light. She came to me as a storm in the night. And then it goes yeah. on and on. Reasonably lengthy poem, I think it's just under four minutes. Yeah, But then it got to a crucial part in the poem and I suppose at the time I was writing it I probably had erotica in my head I must have been reading stuff and erotica is quite a discipline because everything's implied yeah Yeah. Uh, so I must have been playing with that thought but then it got round near to the last few lines or as I call it now the climax (laughs) of the poem and it just uh, it just went the time has come to feel it deep inside. Let it go, let it flow, let it flow as a flood. Let it flow over you, the feeling is good. Well, Janice said to me, after I've done it, yeah, I thought I was talking about internal feelings. Yeah. He <laughs> like, just ridiculous. shouted that. you, mucky bastard. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think it's always weird to find, like I don't know, poetry with, with sex... It seems to go hand in hand mm-hmm. whenever events are spoken word events. It's like there's, yeah. there's like three subjects which come up, which is usually <laughs> coping with with death and internal things, and yeah. then coping with love, and then there's always sex. And it's always it's the only kind of art form where you're expecting it. You're expecting somebody at some point to read about sex. Yeah, And I don't think there's any other art form where you do. Like, you go to photography exhibitions and paintings and stuff like that, and you think Say you might might run into it. Someone might do something about it. But with poetry like now, someone's definitely going to read it. (laughs) Someone's definitely going to take that mantle for the evening, and that
0: will be. While mouthpiece was still going, I did perform it one night Mm -hmm. at the mouthpiece poets event, and we had a a friend uh, who we met at a former poets event, uh, Vicky Foster, who now is doing very well Mm -hmm. with her book and and things. And uh, her and Gemma tagged me, uh, my poetry, or that poem, as Erontica. So once I'd got that tag, I had to then start (laughs) writing other stuff. (laughs) So I've now got a a small small collection I can do. uh, And this year, with the Outspoken Group... Mm -hmm. Uh, one of our members in the outspoken Lincoln Associates, we have a, an outspoken page. Mm-hmm. We obviously have one uh, for the collective outspoken, but then we thought we wanted to include lots of other people, mm-hmm. so we have an open group called Outspoken Lincoln Associates. Okay. Yeah. And Erica Griggs again, who came to the Birdcage, had a lot going on in life. Didn't write at that time. Mm-hmm. But eventually, again, talking with her and badgering her, she wrote something and got inspired. Uh, and then earlier this year, I think she got it, or last year, she got involved with a, a group in Lincoln, a burlesque troupe oh, yeah. called the Illuminati. Yep. yep. And so she's now come up with the idea of doing an event with them with the poetry, and you know, f- in the dancing yeah. in the back, yeah. yeah, over 18s only. Obviously,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not an event you'd want young people. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. so that is going to be obviously erotica. Yeah, several poets, uh, and she asked if we can let them see the poem, mm-hmm. and then they're going to interpret it.
1: It's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little little collaboration between. I always like to see one, especially in Lincoln, where yeah. you find two different kind of, I don't know what the word is, I don't know disciplines come together yeah. and, and just form something which could be much bigger, in a
0: way. Yeah, no, well, well, we were flattered when yeah. the idea came up. Um, so, we're hoping maybe June, July?
1: Yeah. yeah. What's this space? You <laughs> know, <space. laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really good. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 Lincoln seems to go through kind of phases of creativity, I find. And it, it kind of it just rolls and all of a sudden everything's going on and everything's at once and you can't quite attend enough things to support everybody and then it goes quiet for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it just bursts out again yeah and i don't know if that's just the natural role of the city to do that but Mm -hmm. yeah but it's always nice when like like with your events it just keeps going yeah it's something consistent which kind of keeps going and obviously uh, Richard daniels crash course yeah it's is there and it's just kind of persistent at the minute, which is nice. <laughs> oh,
0: that event is really awesome. I mean, yeah. the way he's rebranded it uh, and Richard uh, thinks out the box yeah. or he's an alien from another world, I don't know. <laughs> he's controlled by the brain. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's a nice menu, the Angel yeah. Cafe, where that is. Yeah. I mean, now that you've mentioned that, I guess we should run through for people who want to know what's going on, what there is. There is the Jolly Brewer on the last Thursday of every month. Yep. There's Uncaged on, uh, on the first Wednesday of every month at mm-hmm. the Bird Cage. Gemma Baker has an event at the New Theatre Hall called the Word Theatre. Mm-hmm. That is a ticketed event, but she gets uh, <coughs> well-known poets on the circuit mm-hmm. to be the headliner, and it's well worth going to. I've been several times, and... Um, mm-hmm performing there on the open mic bit in uh, April, well, this month. Yeah. yeah, we're in April now. We're in April now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's got that. Then she has a thing called the Poetry Green Room, mm-hmm. which is on Tentacross Street. If people look these things up on Facebook, you'll find when they are, I can't remember yeah. exactly. Uh, but that, it's only a small fee to get in, like, £2 or yeah. something. Or if you pay £10 for the year... Yeah then you, you, just get, go in for no, you yeah. get in for nothing. And then at the Zing Café, she also has the uh, Against the Green Slam, yep. which has been going for must be well over a year now. Yep. And that's going well. So with all of those events, and then I'm sure if they look up, they'll find other poetry groups doing different things. Yep. Uh, hopefully Charlie will be able to set up her jazz evening it it wouldn't be a monthly event. Uh, yeah. What we what she planned was to have it like every two three months, and we've had the last two at Bison Co. Oh, the yeah. Speakeasy, yeah. Yeah. Which,
1: yeah, It's a toy know, place in there. <laughs> yeah, which everybody knows about.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's awesome. It it, it kind of suits that style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe she'll kick that off again. And Nathan, in May kick scratch your pens off I don't know I haven't yeah. bumped into him recently because he's really involved now with his own brand yeah art isn't sexy yeah uh, and doing plays and things like that and oh, we uh, went recently
1: went to what? Nathan's uh, yeah, yeah I went
0: to uh, Attempts on a Life yeah what actually. did you think of Attempts on a Life? well Attempts on a Life it was a very brave first thing yeah play to put on um it it was maybe a little bit confusing. Yeah. You could inter- interpret the story probably how how you wanted. Yeah. I mean, I picked up from it that the character, I think her name was Anna, yeah. uh was only ever talked about and wasn't actually physically Never seen in, in, never yeah. seen, yeah. yeah. Whereas other people thought it was one of the characters, yeah. you know.
1: I think it was it was an interesting one for me because I've, I've I mean I don't see a lot of theatre yeah. in any way shape or form yeah. and I didn't know what to expect no. even though I'd spoken to Charlotte who was obviously in the play yeah. and she told me little bits of, of what kind of what it would be about and how it would take place but even then I had no idea what to expect so it was really interesting to just go see it and mm-hmm. see how it would unfold on stage yeah. because the way it was described to me I couldn't picture it no. I couldn't picture how you were going to go from one scene to another. No in such a space
0: and it was yeah it was just well apparently it took them a year of working it out and rehearsing it I can imagine it would and that was uh, at the Terry O'Toole Theatre yeah but that was formed between Nathan and Christopher Clarkson they did uh, Gravitate Theatre yeah Yeah. but Nathan now is doing some things at the Blue Room Mm -hmm. Uh, under his own brand of artisan sexy, you know. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, the creativity just it keeps... It just keeps rolling through, and, yeah.
1: And then, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll keep yeah. rolling through. Yeah, yeah.
0: And anybody who's interested, they can always look us up, Outspoken Poets. They can look me up on Facebook. Yeah. Ron Booth, poet, creative writer, or Gemma Baker, or Steve Court. There's yeah. uh, uh, people that are just, they're only too willing to help. Yeah. Get people inspired.
1: I think that's it's an important thing to have within, especially <clears throat> within a city which is, is uni-based. It's somewhere where people can just go, yeah, and it would be in a, a welcoming environment. I mean, I've I don't I don't necessarily do spoken word no. or poetry in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be too nervous about going to one of these events no. and performing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, as though, even though I have reservations, and this likelihood is <laughs> is slim, <laughs> um, but people keep asking. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I wouldn't have too many re- reservations because I would never feel like I was going to be judged at one of these events mm-hmm. because I've met the people from these events yeah. and they're always always have,
0: welcoming. Have you been to the birdcage?
1: I haven't been to the birdcage yet. <laughs> right. This is, this is the problem with me working nights. If I need to yeah, I need to yeah. sneak out. Um, and obviously, I've been to crash Course yeah. once. I'm going again yeah. for the next one. Oh great! But I'm I'm, yeah. I'm trying to sneak out holidays. Well,
0: maybe you will get some time, but I've always been. I don't, I don't know. It's nice to get praise, but then when people are doing it in front of me, I, I kind of want to shrink. <laughs> just suddenly do. Yeah, because yeah. they're so kind, and I yeah. think, you know, yeah, that's right. But the main thing that everybody says, it's so welcoming. Yeah. And they feel comfortable, and it's with the variety, because uh, I wanted to get people involved so that we get an eclectic mix yeah. of, of short stories, poetry, musicians. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I've pulled it off. We've got to the first anniversary. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you've been going a year. You, you're
1: still, still running it and it's still, yeah. still kicking off. Yeah. So there's obviously some demand for it and, and I've people got, enjoy it.
0: I've got great guests lined up for the future. I've got yeah. Frizz Frizzle back in June Okay, for those followers of him.
1: I mean, I might, I might end up just booking that one off because you've yeah. sold it to me. Oh, right. <laughs> in terms of this yeah. was an event to be at. <laughs> well, like, you only I... need
0: to ask Nathan, Charlie and any yeah. of them. And Charlotte, I, I think she was there, I can't can't remember. But then I go to the Jolly Brew Open Mic, which is on every Wednesday. Yeah. And this last two times, I'd seen this girl, Christina Truman. Okay. Never yes. seen her there before. First time she was there with a partner, he was playing the drum box or whatever. Okay. She was on, like, acoustic guitar. But you know how you sat there and you're talking to somebody and then suddenly you get this chill down your spine? All right. And... I thought, wow. Uh, and I went up to her and I said, I'll run this event. I wouldn't mind you as a special guest. And I said, I've never seen you before. Yeah. I've only heard you do the two th- songs. Yeah. But I think what you did was great. And she was very cute. She put her fist together like that. I've never been paid for doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, well you, you, you know, I paid for half an hour yeah, slot yeah. and uh, told her what the, what the money was. And she was well happy with that. Then I saw her over a week ago, again, performing there on her own, uh, and said, could I send you a friend request? And then yeah. messaged her and confirmed uh, to have her in July yeah. for the special guest slot. That sounds good. But she's a local singer-songwriter. Yeah. And when, last March, yeah, we had... Um, uh, the Witter Witches we <laughs> that we were there. International Women's Day. Yeah, you know how I spoke earlier about how things can happen and unfold. Yep, yep. I booked Sarah Hughes as a special guest right. months before. Right. Before I even know it was International <laughs> Women's Day. Yeah. Before that, Gemma and Melody and Sarah had put up about women in the arts event. Yeah. So when I looked at it, I thought it's like. The universe has Just aligned everything. pre-empting. <laughs> so the whole theme that night was yeah. to uh, turn it into International Women's Day. And I did a, a poem that I'd written for Outspoken for mm-hmm. the group. But when I looked at International Women's Day, what it stood for, yeah. what had been happening earlier in the year with uh, the Me Too campaign and women speaking out about the equality in yeah. being paid... I thought the words they yeah. just fit it perfectly, and so I thought, well, I'll just warm it up a bit after selling International Women's Day. Uh, I promoted their thing, but there was no point because they'd sold out anyway. <laughs> they,
1: I think that was one of the events. I don't even think they kind of realised how big it would be. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, but every time you spoke to me, was like, yeah, we, we've sold out. Yeah. Didn't realise we would sell it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, was, that was a, a roller coaster. You yeah. just... But I did the poem yeah. and I, I said, I'm doing these words now relating to your thing. And yeah. um, I was just amazed. People yeah. went crazy and thought, you know. But you really, when I look at it now, the poem is for anybody not to be afraid yeah. and to be outspoken, you know. Yeah.
1: That's, that's so, a nice sentiment to bring to anything yeah. you're going to do. I was, I think it's great when you you make something and then you you show up or perform someone to yeah. someone and they take something away from it which you hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. you just kind of give them it and you go, "Oh, well, this is something I made. It's about this, this, and this." And then they'll yeah. come back to you and go, "Actually, it might be about something else which you're not quite realizing." You think, yeah. "Oh, damn, yeah, that's that's a whole area I'd not explored and I can couldn't even comprehend." To yeah. bring into it so yeah, I think definitely I mean that's again why spot open open word nights are important because yeah. you get your feedback. Yeah.
0: And there was a lady who came that night and oh it's a shame you might know her. Uh, she does a blog okay. and goes around doing it. Lindsay. Her name is Lindsay. I don't remember. Oh, I wish I could. I should have really written everything down <laughs> on a piece of paper. When you get to my age, stuff just zooms out. I think there's
1: know. too many things to <laughs> mention at times. Though. But
0: she did an interview about yeah. Uncaged, and uh, I've seen it online. Yeah. And she was uh, you know, very, very good about it. Yeah. So she put on the preamble thing. We went along to Uncaged, didn't know what to expect but we were impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you can't get much better
1: than that, really. I think,
0: yeah,
1: I think that brings us around to a nice a nice point to end on, yeah. in that people need to remain, you know, creative outspoken, oh, as, definitely. as it would be, and get along to events. And, and...
0: and not only creative, yeah. but have the courage to follow the path to do something out of your comfort zone.
1: Definitely, yeah. And yeah. that you can start at any time and... You, know, yeah. you never know where you'll end up. <laughs> you know, you might be running a night for you. <laughs> well,
0: you never, you never know.
1: You definitely do know. know. Well, thank you for coming, Ron
0: it's been fantastic it's been you. a pleasure an hour has gone by and it has and so it always quickly does. Yeah. and my friends tell me that I can talk for infinite, so I, I could have probably gone on for another hour
1: I was warned I was pre-warned so it was like Ron we'll talk um, I was like, ok yeah. that's good though it fills time yeah but no thank you no, well thank you well thank you very much no worries and we'll talk to these guys later there you go
0: right. yeah no that was awesome yeah thank thanks you. very much <laughs>